Wild Enrichment is independently owned and claims no affiliation to any zoo, aquarium, or other animal care institutions. All of the information and opinions communicated through this podcast, wildenrichment.com, and affiliated social media accounts are based on my own opinions and experiences and are not in any way reflective of the opinions of my employers, past or present. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wild Enrichment Podcast, a podcast about zoos, aquariums, animal enrichment, and everything in between. I'm your host, Kyle Benton-Jones, zookeeper, animal lover, enrichment builder, and creator of wildenrichment.com. This is the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. Today, we're going to be going over the the question, you know, what is animal enrichment? You know, it's really the concept around this entire uh, podcast, the, uh, the website I have, uh, all that stuff. So I figured it'd be good to, you know, get it out of the way early. This will probably be uh, episode two or three um, to just go over, you know, what is animal enrichment? So fundamentally, uh, you know, animal enrichment is the act of providing an animal in captivity uh, with stimulation uh, that provokes uh, mental and physical stimulation. So, uh, you know, what constitutes mental and physical enrichment, uh, you know, varies tremendously by species uh, due to their capabilities and the animal's uh, natural history, you know. Uh, you know, you could, t- you could look at some of our uh, blog articles, for example. Uh, you know, I've posted uh, articles on making a zip line uh, that hangs food, you know, 20 feet in the air uh, off the ground uh, for a cougar. Uh, we've also made a giant rolling hay feeder uh, to enrich uh, some bison and other grazing hoofstock. So you can clearly see that um, What's mentally and physically stimulating for one species, you know, might be completely different for another. So we'll go more into that later, but that's just uh, something to keep in mind when you're thinking about this kind of topic. So the next thing that we should really kind of touch on is, you know, why is animal enrichment even important in the first place? Why why make a podcast episode about it? Uh, Well, animal enrichment is crucial to all captive animals, whether they be you know, domestic animals such as dogs, cats, and horses, and other wild animals such as cougars, elephants, and polar bears. This includes, you know, animals in zoos, wildlife sanctuaries, and rehabs, research facilities, animal shelters, and of course, you know, your home. An animal in the wild is constantly surrounded by smells, sounds, and challenges of its natural environment. This is the same enrichment that has shaped the species for thousands of years. When we remove an animal from that environment, we also remove the sources of these sounds, smells, and challenges. While removing the challenge of running away from a leopard, maybe music to the ears of a macaque, removing the need to forage and socialize in a group could be very detrimental uh, to that same macaque. Uh, So, you know, without proper physical enrichment enabling them to display their natural species-specific behaviors that the animal uh, you know, the animal may come become overweight and active, uh, and this can result in a lot of health problems. Um, so, you know, f- 
for example, using enrichment that involves a fox having to dig for their food um, forces the animal uh, in an exhibit uh, to display physical behavior similar to what they would be doing uh, when they're hunting in the wild. One of the unfortunate consequences of uh, you know, inadequate enrichment in a uh, captive animal's environment uh, can be the formation of stereotypical behaviors. Um, you know, this is one of the main motivators for uh, a lot of animal care staff to implement enrichment into animals' environment uh, is the onset of stereotypical behavior in that animal. So, uh, you know, stereotypic behavior in an animal is defined as an abnormal, repetitive behavior that serves no obvious function or purpose for the animal exhibiting it. For example, uh, common stereotypic behaviors in animals include head tossing, pacing, and even over-grooming and excessive chewing. It has been shown in many cases of even various, very stereotypic animals that increasing the complexity of their environments uh, and the addition of enrichment can severely reduce and even stop stereotypic behaviors completely. So now that we really know uh, kind of the importance of enrichment and why it's very, very important that it be implemented into a captive animal's environment. Um, let's uh, kind of break down the types of enrichment uh, that you can offer an animal. Um, there's a lot of different types uh, depending on the ways you look at it, but really, uh, they all really boil down into two main categories, active enrichment and passive enrichment. So active enrichment is defined as a piece of enrichment that the animal is required to perform a physical reaction with in order to uh, you know receive the benefits of the enrichment these types of enrichment are great to get an animal to perform a wide variety of natural behaviors as well as dramatically reduce stereotypic behaviors when in use so we'll further break down the uh, different types of active enrichment now um, the first one being most obviously uh, inanimate tactile enrichment so inanimate tactile enrichment is uh, an inanimate object the animal has to manipulate and interact with uh, there are examples of this uh, you know type of enrichment on my social media blog and whatever uh, things like dig boxes hay feeders uh, and perches are all uh, examples of an inanimate uh, tactile enrichment uh, so these types of uh, enrichment are particularly useful uh, for using animals uh, natural behaviors as enrichment uh, for example getting in a, a fox to dig for its food uh, using a specially designed dig box uh, will recreate natural uh, foraging behaviors in the animal uh, even things as simple as leaving uh, the shells on nuts you're feeding the animal or scattering uh, their food will allow them to interact with the food uh, so that's enriching for them uh, tactile enrichment can also be worked in the animal's environment using things such as hanging platforms and either even uh, things like teeter-totters uh, so the animal is being enriched even when they're not being fed. Overall, inanimate tactile enrichment can be a very useful tool uh, for all uh, you know, animal care professionals and uh, let's be honest, you know, watching a cougar toss around a ball is just plain fun. So the next kind of uh, um, active enrichment that I'd like to talk about is uh, olfactory enrichment. So olfactory enrichment can easily be defined as a scent enrichment that uses the animal's sense of smell to elicit a response. So this type of enrichment is usually, uh, you know, potentially the easiest one to do out of all the types on this list. Uh, you know, therefore can be done really easily on days uh, where more complex cognitive or tactile enrichment can't be done for 
time restraints and stuff like that. So examples of this can include a variety of spices, perfumes, bedding from other species, and even things like uh, hair and feces from uh, other species around the zoo. So the next is uh, cognitive enrichment. Uh, so cognitive enrichment is uh, enrichment that challenges the animals to solve some sort of puzzle or problem to get a food item uh, as a reward. Uh, so most of the cognitive enrichment uh, you know, needs to be reinforced with a food item or a training cue uh, because the animal is uh, not likely to uh, spend a significant amount of time solving a cognitive enrichment puzzle without some sort of uh, kind of reinforcement behind that. Uh, so co uh, common enrichment of this type include puzzle feeders as they often kind of focus on more of the mental stimulation uh, part of enrichment. So they are uh, extremely useful and can be great for uh, prolonging a behavior uh, and prolonging foraging and stuff like that uh, throughout a longer period of the day. So the next type, type of uh, active enrichment uh, is uh, social enrichment. So social enrichment is uh, simply enrichment that an animal would be getting uh, from being housed uh, with other animals in their enclosure. So these can include uh, conspecifics. Um, uh, this particularly this is particularly important for animals that exi naturally exist in social groups, uh, such as most primates uh, and herd animals such as bison. This is a great uh, form of enrichment uh, because although it's an active form of enrichment, you know the animal needs to be interacting with uh, uh, other animals in their exhibit. It's uh, relatively passive for uh, animal care professionals. So simply putting a horse with a group of other horses uh, is enriching. So therefore, it'll be a little bit more beneficial for them in the long term. So the final form of uh, active enrichment uh, is, you know, generally a lot of people's favorites. Um, it's human interaction enrichment. So uh, this is, you know, obviously defined as uh, enrichment that the animal is getting from any sort of human interaction. The most common of this uh, kind of being uh, training sessions with uh, with humans and their caretakers. Uh, so, you know, these training sessions have really been shown to mitigate boredom in animals. Uh, they also build trust and even pre prevent uh, aggression while feeding uh, an animal in a group session. So they can be extremely useful and it's just great to kind of be building that relationship uh, with an animal under your care. So it's an awesome form of enrichment that can be really fun for uh, both parties. So now we're on to uh, passive enrichment. So passive enrichment is defined as an enrichment that requires no interaction uh, to provide a sensory stimulation to an animal. So these are great for large groups of animals that can and uh, can easily be used uh, to make an environment more complex and stimulate. So uh, first example of this is uh, visual enrichment. Uh, so visual enrichment is defined as an enrichment that an animal gets uh, from the visual aspects of its environment. So the most uh, common uh, visual enrichment used in many animal care facilities is uh, simply changing up uh, the animal's exhibit uh, and their environment. Um, but even things like adding pictures, murals, uh, mirrors uh, to the animal's environment will constitute a visual uh, enrichment. So uh, also designing enclosures so the animal can easily be rotated around um, from one another uh, can be a great way to add, easily add visual enrichment uh, to their environment. So the last form of passive enrichment is uh, auditory enrichment. So uh, this is also extremely commonly uh, used in animal care facilities. Uh, auditory enrichment is enrichment that any animal would get from the sounds of its natural environment. Uh, so 
and an animal's wild environment is often full of all sorts of uh, noises, including rain, the sounds of birds, uh, and a plethora um, of other kind of sounds and inhabitants of the same environment. Uh, so in captivity, it's important to expose uh, an animal to a variety of sounds to uh, kind of mimic the sounds of these natural environments. Uh, even things like playing music on the radio uh, or playing tracks of, say, a jungle scene can really help the uh, total amount of uh, auditory enrichment that an animal is receiving. And it's also a great form of enrichment because it is completely passive. It's very, very easy to do. It's very easy to set up a radio in near the animal's enclosure, uh, turning it to a radio station and uh, leaving it to play, or even finding out uh, specific uh, types of music that an animal likes or uh, different soundtracks that it likes and playing those uh, can be really, really easy and a great way of introducing auditory enrichment uh, into that animal's environment. So based on what we've been talking about, uh, you know, it's clear that incorporating a variety of behavioral husbandry practices into an animal care routine is crucial uh, to the psychological and physiological success of an animal being cared for. Uh, we explored a lot of different types of animal enrichment, all with unique advantages, disadvantages, uh, and uh, sp for species that I can be particularly effective with. Uh, anyone who has worked with animals knows that the combination of uh, these active uh, and passive enrichment uh, is the best uh, approach to make sure the animal is routinely and meaningfully enriched. Uh, they will get bored and used to enrichment quickly and therefore variety is really, really important. A proper enrichment protocol for animals under your care is of vital importance for all animals and it must be taken as seriously as other husbandry tasks by the animal care community. Enrichment doesn't have to be a chore and it can be extremely fulfilling and fun to do. So have fun and go out there and make some animals happy. Well with that, that just about wraps up um, this podcast uh, on the kind of basics of uh, what enrichment uh, even is you know what is animal enrichment and I think uh, we answered that and uh, hopefully uh, you kind of learned a little bit and you know have some uh, different ideas of different enrichment that you can give uh, to animals under your care as always, thanks a lot uh, for listening to this episode. It really means a lot. If you ever want to know uh, kind of more about Wild Enrichment, uh, please check out uh, wildenrichment.com. Uh, I'm at wildenrichment at uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, if you have any sort of questions, suggestions uh, for this show or for content you'd like to see in the future, uh, please don't hesitate to contact me. I will get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Until next time.